Victory Podcast. It took overtime, but the boys found a way to get it done again and stay undefeated. Welcome into the second in Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson, and I'm joined by my co-host tonight, Mr. Chris Carter. What's up, brother? How's it going? Good, what a week. What, what a week. Two, two wins in five days? Dude, you can't ask for much more than that. It sounds like a, an NBA-like schedule. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see that again as Titans fans. Uh, two wins in five days. Probably not, but... Um, what a week it was, what a game uh, on it was Sunday. We'll, we'll dive into it. But before we start, just want to um, tell you guys to stop what you're doing. Go to Twitter, go to Instagram, follow us on there at Second and Victory. Uh, get us on Twitter. Make sure you go subscribe to the podcast We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, tell your friends, tell their friends, and tell their friends. Um, but we'll, we'll get into it, man. Chris, we, you know, we, we didn't talk about it last week. It was just you and I. Uh, Brett's out again. He's got some uh, things that came up. So he'll be back with us next week. Uh, so it's just Chris and I tonight. Uh, but we talked about it last week. Didn't really know what to expect with the Texans. Um, I did, I will say this. I'll kind of go ahead. I called my shot last week. The bowl prediction, mine came true. I said Derek would rush for 150 and two touchdowns. He shattered that. Um, was it two, 212, I believe, he, he rushed for? Um, so... I just had a feeling that he would finally break through against that Texans rushing defense, and he did. Just initially, I mean, what were your thoughts watching the game? I was, I was different. I'll kind of talk about me in a second, but when just from watching it, what, what did you think? Well, first of all, I will say that both of my uh, predictions were voided out because neither Darrington Evans nor uh, Dante Foreman played. Yeah. So, uh, but Jeremy McNichols uh, showed out, and you know. Um, I know we're without Darrington for, you know, at least the next two games, uh, if not longer. So uh, good to have a back that can, that can actually get out there and make some, make some plays happen like that. Um, you know, the game was uh, what a, what an awesome first half, you know, they, we just kind of dominated and uh, the team was just clicking offense was moving. Um, and then they kind of, uh, broke our defense down uh, quite a bit in the third, uh, made a game out of it, um, made all of our, our um, heart rates increase. Um, but, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was one of those games that good teams win. Um, and they proved again that they're a good team. Um, man, managed to, you know, to send it into overtime on – man, I, I – I was texting with some friends and I was like, man, what a ballsy play after Tannehill ran up and probably, you know, most of us would have, uh, and we're probably saying, uh, you know, spike it, spike it so that the clock would stop. Uh, but he, he just throws up a, a, a lob to, to AJ Brown and, and AJ comes down with it and a very, very close, but I mean, you can, you can see on the freeze frame that one of the things I hate about uh, broadcasts is they never freeze it. Right. Uh, those replays, it always seems like they just like slow it down. They never freeze it. And you can tell very clearly on, on any freeze frame that he was in. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was a good call. Thank goodness. Uh, we're able to send it to overtime and um, got, the, got the coin toss. I mean, you win the coin toss and that's half the battle. Because I'll be uh, honest, the NFL. without that coin toss, 
uh, let's say the Titans do lose that coin toss, I'm not yeah. confident that we're going this right now uh, as, as a win. No, uh, I, I agree. And that's the first coin toss we won all season. Um, so, I mean, really? I think that that's what I saw on Twitter. Um, I first, didn't know that. first coin toss we won all season. Um, so, I mean, I think Deshaun Watson's uh, reaction to it kind of said it all. He just kind of threw his head back and walked away. Um, so, you know, he, I think he kind of knew that the Titans had the momentum, uh, won the coin toss, and, and they were going to do everything in their power to drive down and win it. And, um, Man, it was it was good to see a uh, good win. Yeah, I, I I personally hate the Texans. They're my least favorite team in all of sports. Really, um, I hate them, man. I I despise everything about that organization. I cannot stand JJ Watt. Interesting. I, I do like the like the Good Samaritan type stuff that JJ does, but I also think he does it because then he gets praise. Uh, I th- I don't think there's much selflessness in it, uh, but he does do a lot of good stuff in the community. Um, but I don't like him. Uh, you know, honestly, the only thing I like about that entire organization is Deshaun Watson um, <laughs> and Zach Cunningham. I, I do. I, I don't, you know, I don't really care about Vandy, but I, I do like Zach Cunningham a lot. Yeah. Uh, really wanted him coming out in the draft. But, yeah, I, I can't stand him. So. Wow. Did not expect this to take that kind of turn tonight. Just shitting on the Texans. I don't mind it, though. I'm, I'm with it. Um, I, I tweeted that out this week about, you know, where do you rank the Steelers among, among you know, like Titans arrivals? And I had some people saying like fifth. And I was like, I, I don't see it that way. Like, I think the Steelers are still like one of the Titans' oldest rivals just from all those games with McNair and, you know, at Three River Stadium and the battles he put up with um, uh, Tommy Maddox. I was thinking the name. Tommy Maddox yeah. and that whole uh, Steelers teams back back then. Uh, people were saying that they, you know. The Hans Ward teams. Like, yeah, the Heinz Ward, um, you know, Big Ben early on too. Um, yeah. Somebody so was saying how the Jags were by far one of the Titans' top rivals. And I was like, how can you call that a rivalry when one team yeah. wins it's over, not. over I mean, over again? I, th- I think in, in 2020, our biggest rival is the Texans. I yeah. think I think in the Titans' window, the Titans' 20 years, our biggest rival is probably the Colts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I would say over 20 years, it probably goes Colts, Ravens, Steelers, Texans. I would, I would agree. I, I would truly, I would say that too. I just think the Texans are, are on, you know, more recent just because of how, how many times they've won the division the last. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the Texans rivalry is definitely like grown exponentially in the last five years. Like the Texans have what the Titans won. And that's just that's division championship. So the Titans are, are yeah. coming for that. I think that's why th- these teams just don't like each other here recently. Um, but, and they have, and we have something they want, and that's the Oilers' history. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> Derrick Henry, but what team doesn't want him? But yeah, you're you're correct right. about that. Um, so it was like one of the first games, and and I really could not tell you how long where I couldn't watch it. Um, I was on a golf trip, and uh, it was, you know, we started at, like, 7 o'clock Sunday morning, and I knew that, like, we'd be pushing it right up to kickoff. And so we're, like, on the 16th hole, and it's, like, 11.50. I was like, all right, boys, get the speaker out. Let's turn on the app. Let's, let's get Mike Keith going. Let's do this. We're going we're gonna to finish this out strong. 
so we listened to like the first uh, quarter, quarter and a half, and then we left. And then so I'm watching it on a um, illegal website. If you guys want to know, uh, DM, DM me on uh, Twitter and I can let you guys know where I watch my illegal. Yeah, I, I got one too. I, I, I'm sure. Exactly. So we're watching all that. <laughs> I listened to, to the majority of the, the second half on the radio and we got back in, in, in distance to listen to it. And so it was just cool to finally listen to Mike Keith. You know, I know a lot of people still listen to him on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah. I never just cause I'm watching the game. So it was cool to kind of get that perspective again and really appreciate Mike Keith. Um, so shout out Mike Keith, but uh, yeah, it was very cool. Um, the uh, long Derrick Henry run. I don't know if you've heard the audio clip of it yet, but um, I had two buddies I rode with and they were talking and you hear in the background, Henry at the, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. And he just, you know, Mike, he just says it so nonchalant, so casual. Yeah. Like he's, so, he's actually running the entire length of the field. And then he goes nuts yeah. in the end zone. I was like, oh, yo, yo, quit, you quit, could, quit. You could probably hear Coach Mack in the background going crazy. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. So it was just, it was cool. I'm, I'm going, I'm sidetracking here. It was just cool to listen to Mike Keith the first time in a long time. Um, and so really appreciate him and, and, and Titans Radio. But Man, I was uh, I was impressed. Obviously, with the numbers this offense put up over 600 yards of offense in one game. Yeah. I mean, those are like Madden stats for the Titans. Like you, you don't first see that first time in the NFL history to have a 350 yard passer and a 200 yard rusher in the same game. Yeah, and then uh, you add on a 100 yard receiver and Anthony Ferkser of all people. Yeah, yeah. The Titans have had a, a different leading uh, receiver in every game of the season so far. I saw Tannehill. Somebody asked that to, today to him, and uh, he was like, I, I, I didn't know that. that, that that's pretty yeah. cool. So, um, yeah, just, man, I was impressed with, with Derek. Um, I think, man, he surprised us week after week, I feel like, with something. Um, just another long run, 94 yards. I think that, you know, I understand the Texans scored right after that, the very the next drive to Will Fuller. But I yeah. think that kind of set the tone. That that put the Titans back on top for a second. Um, I'm sorry, no. They – yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. They yeah. Put, put it, yeah, it went, it went – yeah, it was like a 50-yard bomb yeah. to Will Fuller. They got right the, they got the, uh, the two-point conversion to, to Westbrook. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they put them up top 29-23. And I kind of just set the tone. I get the, the Texans scored again, but um, without that long touch, you got to think if, if, if that if he doesn't break off that run, the Titans have to find a way to drive 94 yards. Yeah. To end the touchdown. And that could have taken so much time off the clock. Um, and just the Texans had all the momentum at the time. And I, I do think the Texans were a much better team than one in five. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, if Bill O'Brien was was the problem, but um, they, they, they'll win a few games down, down the stretch. There's no doubt about that. And so, I, not I mean, there. No matter what, they're always going to be competitive with Deshaun back there. Thanks. Thanks. He had he had an incredible game uh, in and of itself. You know, it, it, obviously it's a a little overshadowed by what Tannehill was able to do, especially winning the game. But Deshaun had a great game. Yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of, of Derek's long run, uh, y'all may have saw this. We uh, I tweeted it out. And uh, we retweeted from the Second and Victory account uh, at Second and Victory. Be sure you're following. Um, but I'm just going to read this off, and uh, then we can talk about it a little bit. So by the age of 26, Chris Johnson had 10 touchdowns of 50 yards or more, eight, eight rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns. Uh, as of the age of 26, which is what Derek is right now, Derek Henry has 10 touchdowns also of 50 yards or more. Um, also breaks down to be eight rushing and two receiving, ironically. Uh, and Derek won't turn 27 until January. 
So, you know, I think I think historically we as Titans fans constantly talk about the breakaway ability and the the playmaking ability of Chris Johnson. I mean, arguably the fastest player in in NFL history, definitely the fastest in the NFL at, at, at his time. Yeah. Um, but man, we got this two hundred and fifty plus pound running back that's doing the same stuff Chris Johnson was doing, running twenty one miles an hour and, and saying mm, that's too slow. I can be faster, which I think he can too. Um, dude, it's mind-boggling. I, I think every every single game now, um, like more players are taking notice of Derek and thinking, how in the hell does he do this? Like, how can a freak of nature that big run that fast and, and be that yeah. down on a week-to-week basis? And it's just so cool to watch and, and admire um, his work ethic, his his drive. And, dude, just – I mean, it's it's every game – He's breaking off, you know. I, I I tweeted and I think the NFL tweeted out um, his top ten longest runs and number ten fifty three. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. true highs for some players. And yeah, hey, here's the here's the numbers on his uh, on his rushing touchdowns: 72, 75, 54, 99, obviously, sixty eight, seventy four. 53 and 94. 53 yards is the the lowest. Is, is that that's out of what 10 out of 10? Well, out of eight rushing. Uh, his two receiving, his two receiving were 66 and 75. So those are pretty good numbers, too. And anytime, I mean, you're in that like you 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 score a touchdown of 90 plus yards. You're, you're I mean, you're in elite territory with some of the greats. Um, CJ did it one time, Jets on. Thursday night football, Monday night football, might have been one of the two. Uh, it was 94 yards. I remember that. Um, so, yeah. so Derek now has two over 90 yards, which is crazy in and of itself. And, and I also was, saw, I saw yeah. another interesting stat about Derek. Since 2018, uh, there have been six 200-yard rushing performances in the NFL, and Derek is three of them. So Derek alone has as many as the rest of the NFL has since 2018. It's wild. He's also the first player in NFL history to have three consecutive seasons with a 200 rush, 200 yard rushing performance. I saw too. I think um, Jimmy Morris um, told us this that he, as of right now, uh, compared to last year, he's got 200 more yards than last year. And then I went and looked, and I think he only has 25 more carries. I believe really carries than last year up to this 25 more carries and 200 more yards. I told you, and I'm still concerned about this. You know, I I don't want to overwork Derek throughout the season. I think he's, he's too valuable to this team um, for us to overdo him. And right now the Titans are getting no production from, from Darrington Evans and, you know, just a little from, from Jimmy McNichols. Um, Luckily they have a, a rock star quarterback and Ryan Tannehill who's, who can, who can handle that. Um, but like, does it even matter anymore? Like, should I be concerned about the carries? Like, you know, we, we know that he's a back that gets hotter as he goes. The more carries he gets, the hotter he gets. Maybe not. I mean, maybe he's a back that can tote it, you know, 400 times in a season and be okay. That'd be crazy. What is the, I will look, I can look later, but like what the, the, I feel like it's probably Jerome Bettis. If I had to guess the number, I would. Okay. All right. You look, my guess is going to be 
LT. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. Larry Johnson with 416. Oh, wow. So he did break 100 by a little bit. Okay. Larry Johnson. Jerome, Jerome Bettis isn't even in the top 10. Was it, is LT one of them? Uh, no. I was wrong too. Eddie George is fifth with I, 403. I, that, I mean, I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, in other news, though, um, Derrick Henry gets player of the week in AFC, obviously, for what a big game. Um, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry both get FedEx air and ground players of the week as well. So, shouts to them. Um, but in some sad news, in all seriousness, um, the Titans lose Taylor Lewan to a ACL tier. And I remember watching the play. Um, it was a screen pass to A.J. Brown, I believe, which it was incomplete. Um, but Taylor, like, just almost like a saucer. Like, he, like, just kind of flipped around the body, knee to knee to um, A.J. And uh, he went down and obviously – Taylor goes down quite a bit. I don't know if you noticed that. He, he gets hurt and goes down just for yeah, some reason. And he comes think, back. I think, uh, I think he's he's lost snaps in three three of the five games, right? Just for an injury, just anything, a shoulder, a yeah. it was left, left shoulder first, then right shoulder, and now obviously the knee issue. So uh, they'll be without Taylor Lewan the rest of the season. The good news, though, and, and Taylor's been in good spirits about it, it's just a clean ACL tear. Like, yeah. It's all it is, just a slight tear. No bruising, I, no, no bone bruise, no swelling, um, meniscus and the MCL and PCL, everything are fine. I guess that's the positive news about this. Uh, he posts in, you know, the video letting everybody know, don't feel sorry for me. I'm okay. Like, this, I, I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, he even said that, you know, I can still flex my knee. Like, I can flex. Yeah. And that's what's wild to me. Like, he did. I mean, he got up and walked off the field. Yeah. Like, is it, is it, are you that hurt? I know, you, you know, ACL, you're going to take, get surgery on it. You'll be out quite a bit. But like, could, could you have played on it? Like, what, what it, could, could you? Like, <laughs> like, like, like Thompson taking those free throws? Around, championship game. Like, can you come back, Taylor? But, Vrabel did make the comment, I, we've lost him for the rest of the regular season. So maybe, you know. You never know. You never know. Um, John U. Smith always get, also gets hurt uh, in the game and is out, uh, left the game early. He's questionable for this week. But the positive news of this week is that uh, Dory Jackson is practicing. That's yeah, des designated to return. Yes. Uh, obviously, we had, the Titans have a three-week window. Right, so we'll keep an eye on, well, on the media guys that are there and see if they get any insight. But um, so he practiced, I, he practiced on on Wednesday, right? And it wasn't just side field work. It was it was he was doing individual individual drills and stuff. So that's a good sign. Um, I would think that we probably not still not going to get him back this weekend. So. I say no too. Like I, I would think they they'll probably hold him off one more week, and that sucks just because of the Steelers wide receivers and Claypool and Deontay Johnson and James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster. Like they have a incredible group of receivers in Pittsburgh, and so you need a Dory Jackson to cover at least one of those guys. But you think about the long term side of things, and of course, one week you, you need him longer than that in the long haul. So, but I've also seen and Zach uh, from F words and. Um, football and other efforts said that there's been a few players this season who have been designated to return the day of a game and play that day. Really? So these things, I, I the, the designation I feel like is just the, this is the term. It's just this, this window. Yeah. 
that can be open and shut at any time kind of thing. He's not active on the roster technically. He's not he he doesn't count for the 53 man roster on Sundays. So in case you know they do see some positive things out of him, they think he's ready to go between uh, this weekend. They can bring it back Sunday. So I'm with you. I say I would say no, Dory. We don't see a Dory Sunday, but you never know. So I want I want your opinion on this. What do you think? So we get a Dory back this weekend. So we know we have him and Malcolm starting on the outside. Who starts in the slot? Chris Jackson. Probably Joseph. You think so? And Christian Fulton. I, I kind of think Chris Jackson's ahead of, of Fulton in the pecking order, man. It kind of feels that way, I doesn't mean, it? Like, I, there are, like, Chris Jackson's playing a lot more snaps than we ever would have expected this season. Yeah. Um, Fulton. But we, was, but we also know the, the vets in the in the secondary were raving about him in the offseason. Absolutely. I told you he was going to make the roster. Remember yeah, that? no, you, you called it. it. You called him making the roster. Um, I, I think you're probably right. I think it's probably Jonathan Joseph in the slot, but I think he gets swapped out pretty early. I, I just think, like, this right now, if, especially with, without Adoree, um, it's just, like, next man up. Who needs to breathe yeah. before I get in? I think that's what it has to be right now. It's because the, the I mean the secondary is just so it's been bad this season. I mean, uh, yeah, the Titans are, are are not a good passing defense at all. Um, yeah, I, I I really do worry about Jonathan Joseph in the slot, and maybe it's a Dory in the slot. I mean, maybe that's how you roll and keep Jonathan Joseph outside. Uh, I would worry about Jonathan Joseph's speed or lack thereof sure. in the slot. Absolutely. Uh, he does have some smarts, and I think he's, that's really helped him at m- many times this season uh, to overcome some of the, that speed issue. But, I mean, you smart speed over smarts when it comes to covering the slot, I feel like. Yeah. I uh, I mean, the Titans right now are 28th in pass defense. And this is a, this is a uh, Pittsburgh team that is – give me a second. They are – Big Ben's only throwing 221 yards a game, um, which is near the bottom in the league. So, they're not doing much in the air, uh, but it's still – you know, Big Ben's capable of going 400 yards every week. We know that with this, with this offense. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is, a, this is a, a game everybody's looking forward to the entire – Country's getting it at 12 o'clock on Sunday, two 5-0 and teams. This has only happened, I think, six times in NFL history where these, you know, two undefeated teams meet this late in the season, week seven or later. And so we can go ahead and talk about it, Chris. You know, what what, what scares you? What, do you, what are you? what are you looking at Sunday? Um, you know, I think one of the things you mentioned that, that worries me the most is that receiving core. Um, Claypool – has uh, has exploded and uh, add that to to Juju and and Deontay Johnson, who I think is on the injury report for the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I guess there's a chance he doesn't play. But um, you know, you got you got a heck of a, of a wide receiving core in, in Pittsburgh, as as usual. You know, that's that's something that Pittsburgh has been stellar at developing over over the years. Yeah. Um, and then you throw in James Conner at running back. Um, 
that, that offense is just impressive across the board. Eric Ebron can beat you. Yeah, you got Eric Ebron who hates the Titans because um, we ruined his kid's birthday party. Sorry about um, but, you know, we uh, it, it's going to be a tough matchup. I'm excited, uh, man. Like, we, we oh, yeah. Had a game like this, I, 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 you know, last year the Titans started two and four, so they had to play catch up. So every game last year was big. The Chargers, yeah. the Chiefs, I mean, all those games were big, but like five and two, five and oh teams, two undefeated teams. Like the Titans haven't been in this spot in a very long time where it's yeah. two really good football teams. So this is, it's just different than, than you know, in years past. You're not yeah. starting uh, three, six and three and five. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I really feel like there's a there's a lot of clout to be gained gained from this game. Um, you come out of this game game with a win, and everybody's talking about us, man. Listen, everybody, everybody's talking about the Titans right now. I, I'm they are. They are. Uh, throughout the day, I'm working from home. So you kind you kind of validate that talk though. Yeah, like you you make it legit, dude. You beat the Steelers. Um, all the talk they're getting about their defense. You beat them, then you are legitimately a top tier. You know, you're you're one, two, three in the NFL right now. Um, outside the Cowboys, who get talked about on a day to day basis on on you know sports television, Colin Coward the has the Titans as the second best team in the league right now. Um, yeah, they're all over NFL Live and NFL Network. Like the people are talking about the Titans right now, and that doesn't scare. Kay, me. Kay Adams, I think, tweeted today and said, "Are the Titans the best team in the NFL?" or something like that. Um, I still have my doubts, and I'm a diehard fan. It's just the yeah. defense scares me way too much right the, now. They, the defense, the defense scares. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, until you know. I think one of the things I've noticed is like some of the guys we truly depend on aren't playing as well. Like I, I, I hate to target him, but Jayon Brown, I feel like, has been pretty much unnoticeable this this uh, this season. Chris, it's funny you said that. Part. I uh, went and looked at the top tacklers in the NFL. And yeah. Um, Eric Kendricks is, is leading the league. Man, I had to hit load more to find the Titans, you know, top tackler. And it was Jalen Brown at like 35. And that, that's sitting at like 45th in the league right now in tackles. Yeah. Rashawn was like right behind him. It's just and how many, how many of those were after seven or eight yard gains? A ton. Um, I don't know. I I just feel, you know, Rashawn made a heck of a goal line play um in, in that game. Um, and then they scored the next play. Huh? I said, then they, oh, they did. They did score the next play. You're right. You're right. Um, but <laughs> him, I mean, he he made he made a play, and that those are the kind of plays we need all the time from from our inside linebackers. Um, I don't I don't know if it's it's a scheme change, uh, but I feel like those two were kind of the catalyst to our defense last year, uh, for the most part, and now we're just not really. There's, there's just more going unnoticeable than anything, and I think that's a problem when when you're an inside linebacker in, in this defense. We keep talking about it every single week. I want to see more from Clowney. I want to see more from Beasley, more from those guys, more from Bayard. And I think we are seeing more, but it's just not like, you know, it's nothing. We haven't seen a game where the defense is dominated yet or the defense yeah. is taking over. We obviously know about the third down struggles. It's still going on. Um in this I think, I, you know, I think Kevin Byard's another one. You know, obviously, you and I, big Byard homers. We're both MTSU grads like him. Um, I have a Byard jersey. I mean, he's my guy. Um, 
but he, you know, he's dropped several interceptions. Yeah. Um, I've seen him out of position a couple of times. Uh, just not not playing the same way that that we were used so, to from him. Do you think he's out of position, or is he having to babysit the cornerbacks? It, that's it's a possibility. And, and you know, I, I think secondary play is down across the NFL. Um, but you know, I think it's pretty clear that our three best defensive players this season so far have been obviously Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. Um, I would say Harold Landry and. Kenny Vaccaro. Sure. Kenny has been everywhere on yep. the field. Um, and and outside of those three, I don't think there's really anybody worth noting. I mean, obviously Malcolm had his good two interception or two, yeah, two interception game, but he's gotten burned many times this season. Um PFF only has him letting up one touchdown in the year, which is so surprising to me. Really? Yeah. I, I saw a tweet about it. I could be wrong. It was from you know some of these Titans accounts fan account so i could be wrong about that but um they yeah i mean I, I feel like we've been playing you know quite a bit of zone um so there could have been a, a spot where it, to us it, it looked like it may have been a been him giving up the touchdown but it was somebody else that should have been the coverage there something else um that i wanted to talk to you about paul kaharski tweeted um titans you know right now sit number two in, in yards per game have faced these defenses Denver ranked 15th, Jacksonville ranked 29th, the Vikings ranked 28th, Buffalo ranked 19th, and the Texans ranked 30th. So how good is this Titans offense really? To counter that, Chris, the Steelers number two in defense in terms of yards have faced these offenses. The Giants ranked 31st, the Broncos ranked 29th, the Texans ranked 17th, the Eagles ranked 27th, and the Browns ranked 19th. So how good is that defense? And I think yeah, the Steelers have played some pretty bad teams. I mean, we obviously have, have played some bad teams too, but how many of those uh, defensive rankings were because of us, because of, of what we did to those teams? You know what I mean? Um, we, we've had a pretty – I mean, it's, it wasn't just last last game that our offense has been good. It's been good all season. Sure. Um, so we're yeah. bringing down some teams in their rankings too. You don't put up 600 yards by mistake. No, you don't. You know, right? Um, yeah, and I obviously this we haven't even talked about the Steelers' defensive numbers and and the crazy things they're doing. Um, I think they've had three sacks in every game so far. Uh, pretty much the complete opposite of our team. Um, but you know, they're that defense is doing work. T.J. Watt is insane. Uh, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they got Minka in the secondary. Uh, he's played very well. He had a great good team, man. A very good team. Um, so it's Cam Hayward up front. Um, who were Cam Hayward? Was Cam Hayward at Ohio State while Vrabel was there? No, um, I was curious about that. Uh, Cam did play at Ohio State, right? Yeah. <laughs> So Mike Grable was coaching at Ohio State in 2011, 2012. No, Hayward's in the league by then. I, I can almost positive there. Sam Hayward. He was drafted in 2011. So, yay, he might have coached him for a year. Yeah. Now, he was linebacker's coach in 2011, the year he came out. So, but still, he's on, he's, you know, he's on the defense. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so you're right. The Steelers have 24 sacks on the year compared to the Titans, seven. Yeah. Big difference uh, in, you know, the, the sack productivity. Um, and this is yeah. a – go ahead. I think it's Simmons has two, right? And does Landry have two? Harold Landry has <laughs> Harold Landry has one. Daquan Jones has one. Christian Fulton has one. Kenny Vaccaro has one. And Jack Crawford has one. They didn't give uh, Clowney a half sack? No half mm-hmm. sack for Clowney. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought he would have got a half sack in, on one of those. He's got two TFLs. But, um, yeah, this is by far the Titans' best thing they faced all year. And, I, and the, obviously, I think the same for the Steelers as well. So, this is the first true test. And um, we know how good of a coach Mike Grable is. And he will have these guys ready to play. I think the players will be up to play. Obviously, um, they know how big an important game this is at home. Got to win all the home games, and they have done that so far. 3-0 already on the season, which is wild. That's crazy to already think about um, undefeated at home. So um, a huge opportunity Sunday to, to beat the Steelers and, and, and kind of take the, you know, being the talk for the NFL's best. So um, I got a stat for you real quick. Uh, you mentioned 3-0 at home. Uh, since February 29th, which was Nashville SC's first first game ever, um, which was a, a home game, um, that was a loss. So since February 29th, no home team has lost at Nissan Stadium. That's crazy. The, tit- the Titans have won every game, and uh, Nashville SC has either won or tied in every game. They won big last night, correct? They did. They, they did three three to nothing. Um, they won the previous game three to one, so they're they're kind of clicking right now. Good to see. Chris Carter, my national SC guy. Season ticket holder. There you go. So, been, been, a, been able to go to one game in history with my season ticket. You're a roadie. Is that what they call you? Y'all are roadies? Is that right? Uh, roadies is one of the supporter groups. There's a bunch. Uh, I'm actually not a member of any of the supporter groups. The collective. I'm a. I'm in the student uh, in the um the student section. Like, uh, <laughs> college. Uh, I'm in the supporter section, which is called the backline. Um, so that's kind of the collective of all of the supporter groups. I love it. I love it. Well, let's go with the bowl predictions. And Brett did not send us his this week. Um, so we'll, we'll do this without him. But so I went one of one last week. I don't think I had a defensive prediction. I think I just said. Yeah, I think we just did the one. So I was last I, week. Won that one. All right, so my bowl prediction this week, I tweeted it out. Man, it's been too damn long since Kevin Byard has had an interception. I mean, it was since Baltimore of last year in the playoff game. He got that one to start the game. So my bowl prediction this week is Kevin Byard gets back on track and uh, gets him his first interception of 2020. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go offensive side. Uh, I think we have three players – with over 80 yards of offense. So that could be AJ and Corey with 80 receiving each, and then Derek with 80. Um, I think Derek breaks 100 on this defense there. 
they're uh, they're they're kind of giving up some numbers right at the middle. So I think I think Derek yeah. can make some stuff happen. Um, but yeah, I say three offensive players have eighty yards of offense each. They're without Devin Bush tore his ACL. Um, I think Mike Hilton, their corner, will be out this week. Robert Spillane at yeah. inside linebacker. Shout out Spillane, man. We that was like a, a training camp preseason sweetheart. We all yeah, liked. he yeah. was yeah, he was the guy we all were rooting for there. So um, I'm I'm actually I'm actually uh, pretty stoked to see him get a chance to start. That's that's pretty sure. cool for sure, for sure. So Sunday Nissan Stadium, Titan Steelers, five and zero. Both teams. Um, so I'm going to go Kevin Byard, one pick. You got three guys going over 80 yards. I like that a lot. Um, hopefully, John who plays, John who's that guy um, to break those 80 yards, but whatever. John is also my fantasy tight end, so I really hope he plays. Yeah, home's back. This offense is. is we got the whole squad. The whole squad's healthy. It's, I mean, except Taylor, obviously, but. And I just think it's 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 a bad week for him to be out just because how dominant his defensive lines been. But it is what it we'll is. We'll have a game plan. Art Art will be ready. Um, you know, give whoever's starting at left tackle some help. Um, obviously, takes away a, a receiving threat uh, on some plays, but they'll be ready for sure. Well, again, follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Um, Second and Victory brought to you by Broadway Sports Media. Um, you can find us on. BroadwaySportsMedia.com, 440 Sports. Um, get the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, we appreciate you listening as always. Love y'all. And as always, tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>